They're like Woody Allen in that fucking meme where he's just wiping his fucking face with hundred dollar bills in Zombieland. Just laying on the bed, just wiping his wiping his tears with money. I think you mean I think you mean Woody Harrelson. Or Woody Harrelson, yeah, not Woody, Woody Harrelson. I'm sure, I'm sure you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta double tap the Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve along with the other Steve. Yoda Gelt. And Ryan. I saw Discord pick that one up. Let's go. It did. It, it kind of almost sounded like you took like a like a machete and sawed off the top of a Bud Light. It is Bud Light, but yeah, it's a... Uh... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's the Bud Light Lemonade. But uh, nah, dude, I'd love a machete to cut the top of this thing off. That would make for a much more uh, entertaining opening. It's this really pretentious, like, British, steampunky, swirly, snidely whiplash, mustache-looking motherfucker on TikTok. And mm-hmm. that's this whole thing. He just opens champagne bottles with, with like, s- different items. Oh, I thought you were going to be talking about the fat kid that opened up the water bottles with a sword. <laughs> no, no, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yes, you do. If I show you the video, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm old meme, so the only thing I can think about with a fat kid with a sword would be the Star Wars kid. Even before, I, it actually might have been right around the same time. The dude's like, he's got a, a katana, and he's in his driveway, and he's slicing open, like, like packages of, like, bottles of water and, like, those five-gallon, like, Culligan Poland Spring bubbler shits. Like, he's just run up and, like, cutting them in half. Poland Spring. <laughs> What it means to be from Maine. Oh my god. <laughs> Got the nostalgia there. Yeah. Well, remember, we were born in the end of the last century, so. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the last century. So today we're going to be talking about a family you've probably never heard of, um, but they are actually the richest family in Germany. What? The Schweitzwelders? The Goldsteins. The Gouda Heisen's uh, fights. <laughs> let's let's just say Ryan, that, that's a little less a little less Semitic than the Goldstein. <laughs> we'll find out why. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the Quants, and, and the Quants are, are mostly known today as as the wealthiest family in Germany, and they're also uh, the primary uh, shareholders of the BMW Corporation. Okay. Big, uh, also, they're Nazis. Okay. Big uh, <laughs> white wings over a blue sky. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie, man. Finding Forrester. That movie is fucking great. That's where I heard about the BMW thing. Was in Finding Forrester. So they um, at th- at the time though um, they didn't really become the the primary owners of BMW until after World War II. Um, but they're a very secretive family um, for obvious reasons that you'll find out. Um, that they don't really talk about their family. Um, only one of them. Well, now you're scaring uh, me. Should we talk about their family? Yes, we should. Well, there there <laughs> was a um, there was a huge expose which you can watch on um, which you can watch on YouTube. Okay. Um, that's in German. That was produced in Germany called "The Silence of the of the Quants," um, and one of the family members did speak in it, and he comes off terribly in it. Um, for, for reasons you'll find out. Like a Robert Durst, um, kind of? 
Well, <laughs> not not in the not in sort of like the Robert Durst sense where it's just like Steve. I don't know what happened. I where's <laughs> and then he's, where's mom? Then, and then, then he's like, in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> like, I killed him. Like, I did it. He's like he's like yeah, I killed him. Um, Ryan, did you, you say it was called the Silence of the Quants? Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a old. That sounds like an old TSR like fantasy novel that you'd find in someone's attic. You know, it sounds like but the it, Silence of the Lambs. It sounds like he puts the lotion on the or it puts the wax on the BMW or else it gets the hose again. Like, because like, like, I, I will just let you know that the one that does talk, his primary like he did sit on some boards of one of the uh, corporations that they own. But what he primarily does now, as far as I know, because the documentary is about a decade old, is he just does motocross. Like, his whole big thing is is just being in the, the Dakar rally is, like, his entire life. Amazing. Wow. Um, I, and, I'm going to tell you right now, I, you got to have some cash to be in the fucking Dakar rally. And I, I will just say, though, that, like, he just essentially says, like, they ask him, like, well, don't you feel any guilt? And he's like... He's like, no, why should I feel any guilt? And he's just like, well, if we, if we admit any wrongdoing, it's not going to fix anything or whatever like that. He's just like, why, why should I feel guilty? And he still says that his, uh, his primary um, sort of influences and role models in his life are his father and his grandfather, who are uh, terrible human beings, but we'll get to that. All right. All right. So the father, is that Herbert or is that grandfather? Uh, the father is Herbert and the, and the grandfather is uh, Gunther. Gunther. Okay. Um, so, uh, Gunther Quant is, is sort of the start of all this. He was born in um, in Pritzvok, um, Germany, uh, the son of Emil Quant. Um, and the the Quants at that time, they owned a textile manufacturer. Um, it was called the, uh, the Reichsvoll AG. Um, and the company, uh, the Emil took charge of the company um, in 1900. Um, after marrying the daughter of the owner of the company in 1883. That's how you do that. Okay, so they're just married in. Um, these are guys are not like the founders or anything of the family. No, and and this is generally a trend with them is that they are they are a family that sort of like doesn't start companies. They move in and take over companies. Well, they're family of parasites. Heard. So they're Mitch Romney or, or Mitch Romney, Mitt <laughs> Romney. They're Elon Musk. They don't even fucking. <laughs> they don't start. Bain, they just take it over. Capital. Um, so, so what eventually happens is is that during World War One, um, they supply a lot of the uniforms to the German um, the German army. Um, they get the contract to supply uniforms to the Imperial German Army, um, and because of that, they build up a large fortune, which Gunther then uses to acquire a battery company um, called the Accumulatoren uh, Fabrik uh, AG or or AFA AFA, also known as Energizer. If you want to shorten that um, down, <laughs> the so, Bunny. Well, well, AFA AFA is um, the Unakita Bunny. Well, the AFA is still around in the form of the company it becomes, which is called Varta. And, and this is somewhat important <coughs> because this is a company that that still exists. Um, and, and for one of the things, uh, r- remind me to get back to it when we get to sort of the post-war, um, but um, it, it's sort of important that this company still exists. <clears throat> like, to this so, day, it's still important that the company still exists, or to post-war, yes, it's important? For, for a number of reasons that it still exists to the modern day. It eventually gets bought out <clears throat> by an American company mm-hmm. um, about a decade ago. Lando Lakes. Um <laughs> <laughs> 
Robinsons. Well, it was easy. It was another B product. We went with butter and batteries. That's what we went with. <laughs> oh shit. Um, and <clears throat> you're right there, buddy. They eventually. Yeah, I just my my throat. Yeah, Tums. That fucking. I'll tell you what. That pumpkin farfalla Gerald made last night. Holy shit, dude. Dude, he said it's his throat, not his belly. He needs a sucret. What do you think acid reflux is there, uh, EMT? <laughs> it goes in your uh, throat. This is, it, no, this isn't, uh, this isn't um, acid reflux. This is more allergies. Oh, okay. Do you really want to know my, what acid reflux is? It's definitely in your stomach. Last, like, <laughs> I have acid reflux. It comes back up your esophageal tract. Um, they also buy a, um, a potash mining company. Um, potash? And, um, isn't yeah. that food? Uh, potash is not food. Potash is involved in, um, it's like an industrial. Oh, it's succotash um, I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> Mom, uh, give me another plate of potash, all right? Um, Son, for the last mostly, time, this is not succotash. It's, it's potash. It's mostly used in, in fertilizer. Oh, okay. That explains it's, Ryan. Um, it's, it's, it's a type of, uh, a potassium-laden salt. That's that's water soluble. Mm. That sounds highly explosive. Um, Is it used in Gatorade uh, at all? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Gators, they're gonna roll tide right over Alabama in about an hour and a half. I hope so. Fuck Alabama. Fuck Alabama. Um, Literally, the Nazis would... could be playing Alabama, and I would cheer for it not would be Alabama. A, it, it, it would be tough. It would be I tough, but I'd be like, Alabama, Alabama, I can't cheer for you. <laughs> Fuck. Can, can, I like Nick Saban, though. I'm a big fan of Nick Saban. Can they both lose? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, we all they, lose when we watch Alabama. They're like, well, it, well, to honor the Germans' request, we're following soccer rules, so there can be ties, and there's a tie. <laughs> Alabama. Zero. Alabama's just like, I don't even know, uh, I didn't even know about them until I moved to the South, really, because I didn't really get into uh college football too much and yeah, uh, the south is the only part of the united states that gives a fuck about no they, they definitely care up north dude it's there's a yeah they, no, they don't like yeah, maybe michigan absolutely and Ohio dude state, fucking like, penn state notre dame well they i mean like it's fucking will, all up that's all i will all up say north. they do care but like the sec is like syria they're like yeah like five years ago <laughs> <laughs> Cause there was there was like a meme. It was like an old like email meme that my dad showed me once, and it was just the SEC as the Middle East. That's amazing. And it, and it was just describing each of the the teams as a Middle Eastern nation. I'd say the Who SEC. The Gators? Do you remember? I'd say the SEC. Is I, like, I don't remember, uh, but they're like uh, professional college football. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they would also buy um, uh, metalworking companies, and they would also buy stakes in BMW and um, Daimler Benz. Um, Gunther was first married um, uh, to uh, Antoni uh, Ewald. Um, during their marriage, they would have two sons, who were uh, Helmut Quant and, and Herbert Quant. Um, Helmut, who was born in 1908, um, he died of um, he died of appendicitis in 1927. And Antony died of the Spanish flu in 1918. Did you call him Helmet? Yep, Helmut. Or, or Hel- Helmut. <laughs> Fuck it, his name is Helmut. Stop trying to church it up. Helmut Quant. <laughs> um, Helmut. He would, eventually, <laughs> he would eventually marry a, a younger woman who was who was two decades younger than him uh, on January 4th, 1921, named uh, Magda uh, Richel. 
Okay. Um, with with Magda, he produced a son, um, Harold Quant. Also, not for nothing, Magda is kind of a fox, a little bit. Um, you're, you're gonna kind of regret that. No, god so, damn it. <laughs> so, so Magda is about half of uh, Gunther's age. Uh, like I said, there's a 20 year difference between them. Gunther is in his, his 40s at this point. Okay, she's uh, over 18. Magda Sorry. is in her 20s. That's fine. Um, so their their marriage uh, becomes very like frustrated because um, Her- or Gunther is spending all of his time. Um, working on the factory and and sort of like working on his business empire, um, and Magda is is left to take care of uh, the six children that are in their uh, that are in their custody. Sounds like another family <clears throat> uh, I've heard of recently. So they have yep. they have they have Harold um, who who is this uh, Magda's son with Gunther. They have the two previous sons. Did you say Donald? Uh, from this... I'm sorry, Harold. Harold. <laughs> Harold. Okay, Harold. I got it. Um, it's a Freudian slip of what you were thinking about these these I got, shitty rich people I got families. It, I got it. Um, the the two the two Quant boys because remember um, Helmut hasn't died yet. I think um, a Quant it, is two boys. I think that's <laughs> it would be four, wouldn't it? Because four no like Quattro. Oh my god! <laughs> Good point. Um, so um, goddamn nerd. And th- and three children <laughs> that she that she had adopted that were um, that she was taking care of. That were from a deceased friend of hers, um, and then she was also required to run the entire household. She's fr- she was she was friends with ghosts. Is she Irish? <laughs> Jesus fuck! <laughs> All these fucking kids running around. Good lord! Is she Irish? Well, he had six kids, Catholic. His mother must really like sex. No, I'm sorry. When you have six kids, like, is there something wrong? Why why don't you have more kids? Why did you stop at six? Is- <laughs> well, three of them. Well, three of them. Remember, aren't hers. She's just doing the because because you know she married a, a millionaire, so she's like, well, I should take care of my dead friend's kids because nobody else will. Mm. Well, that's actually that's a good. good. That's she, so she's got some empathy. But when does, um, when does she become bad? I don't well, hate her yet. Well, so on October twenty seventh, um, the the company or the the couple would spend a two month trip to to the United States to conduct business um, with the Lloyd um, Electric Storage Battery Company in Philadelphia. Oh shit! Um, and and during that time, um, their relationship begins to become more frayed. Um, in nineteen twenty nine. Um, Gunther discovers that Magda is having an affair, um, so they separate and later divorce. Nah. Um, but the, the terms of the divorce are, are quite generous, um, uh, for Magda. Um, Gunther is, is sort of doesn't hold a grudge against her for the affair. Um, and you'll find that they still remain, um, close in years later, um, and especially with Magda's family, but, but there might be other reasons for that. Um, so they get divorced in 1929. In 1930, um, Magda begins attending meetings of a up-and-coming political party known as the Nazis. Oh, um, God damn it! There it is. Um, so while she's at a party meeting in 1930, um, she's impressed by one of the speakers, um, Joseph uh, Goebbels. God who is damn then, it! <laughs> who is then the uh, the Gauleiter of Berlin? Uh, a Gau is like a sort of a district within the Nazi Party, um, and a Gauleiter is a Gau leader. So he's sort of the head of the Nazi party in Berlin. How could she be, like, taken with this guy? Like, Joseph Goebbels or Goebbels or whatever the fuck you say his goddamn Nazi name. I really don't give a fuck enough to pronounce his name correctly. But he's just, he's this, like, skinny, just evil-looking motherfucker. He, he also steals valor. He, he's sort of like the Madison Cawthorn of the Nazis. <laughs> oh, <God>. because, <laughs> can he, because, wait, wait, can he spell his name correctly, though? 
I, I don't know, but I know he did sign his eyes with a heart. Um, Shut the fuck. Are you serious? No. Oh, okay. Because see now, Madison, Madison Cawthorn writes yeah. like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah right. like he writes a, like a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, so, and because I don't know if you're familiar with Goebbels, but he had a clubbed foot. Like, he was born with it. Oh, I didn't know that. No. But but the um, the sort of what the implication he would have was that the clubbed foot was from World War One. No, he didn't serve he in had World a, War One. He was in the foot club. He had a foot fetish. <laughs> <laughs> so he would he would sort of like people would assume that it was because he fought in the war and he wouldn't correct them um and all the other nazis who fought in world war one would sort of make fun of him behind his back for it but in reality he was a non-compliant diabetic and had to have his fucking half his foot amputated right well no he was born <laughs> with a clubbed foot oh Okay. Which is which it also goes into the whole thing is that he's the, he eventually becomes the propaganda minister and he's the one promoting all this sort of like Aryan master race stuff and it's like homeboy was born with a clubbed foot. Like, listen, listen, Steve, you're the historian here. Let me ask you something because this has always bothered me. Why is the perfect person, according to the Nazis, blonde hair, blue eyed, like this perfect Aryan specimen, like they just fucking like came right out of like the Scandinavian regions, but the man would, who is talking about all this is brown-haired, brown-eyed, like, Hitler was a mutt, too, wasn't he? Like, he was well, a mix of, like, a whole bunch of ethnic backgrounds. Like, he's not even what he proclaims to be the master race. Like, what the fuck is wrong with well, these people? I believe people? he was primarily Austrian, but it's just the whole thing of, um, it, it's kind of a, I, I don't know how the rest of his family is, but I know, um, Alois, his father, um, would, would have affairs and just, like, you know, he had a lot of, uh, baby mamas. I guess my question um, is, can you please explain this? Like, why they're master race, none of these fucking Nazis actually, like, kind of well, look like that? I think it's the fact that, that they're sort of, like, championing this ideal of what they believe is the is the ideal, while they themselves are not it. Are they body uh, dysmorphic? Well, they'll use other, other ideals, but they're just like, we're not the perfect ones, but we're going to create the world for this perfect... Um, sort of like quote-unquote white race these motherfuckers needed to be swirlied much more than they clearly ever were because you because you do have um you, you do have some within the nazi party who do fit this ideal but they're few and far between who are yeah. high up yeah um like like reinhard heydrich like he is the, the he's like ideal. yeah he's the poster boy nazi yeah he is he's awful holy shit um like so, when you say nazi i don't even think hitler i think him you think it's heydrich? just so yeah, yeah. So on on September first, nineteen thirty, Magda begins doing volunteer work um, for the Nazis, though she had not been characterized before then as being uh, politically active. Um, and then at the local branch level, um, she begins to work at the party headquarters in Berlin um, for a brief period as the secretary of of Goebbels' deputy um, Hans uh, uh, Meinschausen. Mm-hmm. Munch- um, Baron von Munchausen, who? <laughs> yeah, that's in Bavaria, Steve. Um, so before long, oh, thanks. Um, before long, Goebbels um, invites her to work on his uh, private papers to be his secretary. Um, eventually, she and Goebbels become romantically involved, um, and they they take a short trip to Weimar with some friends in 1931, which sort of cements their relationship. Um, so as it as it begins, like their relationship. Um, they begin making plans together. Uh, Magda's father initially is is very opposed to this. Um, he he doesn't want his daughter um, getting involved with Goebbels. Oh, I wonder um, why. 
and and the rest of the family too like her sister for instance um she does not um she doesn't like she's not really like as taken with the whole nazi thing as she is um and she's still alive i i don't know if she's still alive she was in a um she was in a care facility in 1911 she's in the documentary and she talks about the the quants and and her sister okay um and and goebbels eventually writes in his diary we have made a solemn vow to each other when we have conquered the reich uh we will become man and wife and i am very happy um and and eventually at, at her flat um they begin hosting um, Ad- um adolf hitler and other nazi party officials um at, at parties and meetings mm-hmm. um so that year um magda marries uh goebbels um it and at the ceremony, Hitler is not only the witness, but also the best man. Um, this, the ceremony is held at a property that's owned by Guther Quant, uh, one of his... Um, you know, if you ask his... Hitler, he was the best man in any room he was in. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, at, at one of his um, sort of, like, uh, properties. And at the ceremony, which is a very Nazi ceremony... Um, Harold is no present, kidding. You can see it. <laughs> Which you can Thanks for clarifying that. We invited a bunch what, what, of Nazis to the Christmas party and it became a Nazi party. What, I don't know why. Well, well, when I say it's a very Nazi ceremony, I mean that, like, if you would put the religious denomination down for the type of wedding ceremony it was, it was a Nazi ceremony. Like, the priest is up the there, like, seek Nazi out. Rites. <laughs> They have, like, you know how when, um, when, like, military people get married and they have, like, the, the honor guard or whatever, yeah. like, the, where they hold the swords? Like, they do that, but with, like, guys, like, Zeke heiling them as they walk Ooh. down the aisle. Um, so at this, Harold is present, um, you can see him in the pictures to the right of, um, to the right of them next to, uh, Goebbels, um, dressed in his, um, Hitler youth uniform, um, and... During and he looked ceremony. absolutely fucking ridiculous. I'm just gonna throw that. He looks Harold looks absolutely ridiculous in that uniform. Anyway, and continue. At this at this ceremony, um, both uh, Magda um, and and Joseph uh, pledge loyalty to not only each other but also to National Socialism. Also, I just want to point out um, that in that picture of them walking like down the road, like underneath the everybody fucking sick handling them, right? Um, Hitler looks pissed that he's in the very, not in the very back, but he's in the back. He's not the center of the frame. He looks fucking pissed. He's like, God damn it. These motherfuckers, they're taking out all my goddamn um, popularity. <laughs> well, there's, there's some theories that, um, that Hitler did have feelings for Magda. Um, but because Hitler was kind of like a Volsell with his weird, like, sex hangup and how, like, as sort of being the, the Fjord figure, the, the Messiah of Germany... That that he that he had to remain open. I thought he had a a girlfriend or who's that girl well, who's in the bunker have, with him? He, he had Ava Braun. Her, Ava yeah. Braun was was hidden. Uh, like no one no one knew about her, and they did not marry until the uh, day before they committed suicide. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. What a fucking virgin. Anyway, they had they have like weird weird things going on too. Like for instance, like in the bunker, um, a lot of times Ava was not allowed to sleep with Hitler. Um, that that it was usually just Hitler and um and, and Blondie who slept together. So he was literally was, fucking Trump. 
literally Donald Trump. Like, Ava doesn't sleep in the same room, neither does Melania. Well, like, yeah, except Donald Trump was, you know, raping all over, so. Hitler was just, like, if I could describe what his, what his sort of, like, deal let was. Me like, with, let me go with, let me, let me interrupt you here. Hitler was, Here we go. Hitler was a piss baby, all right? <laughs> That's what he, he was. He was a piss pig. Yeah. He was basically just a dumb fuck who was angry all the time about stuff. Let's just put it that way. Don't you know, call me out like that. You know a lot of people like that. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> I'm not calling <laughs> you out. <laughs> you so, said a dumb fuck who's angry all the time. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need? I'll tell you what. You know what will calm you down? This I got. How this, dare you compare me to Hitler? I got this Dole Whip <laughs> Slurpee from 7-Eleven. It's pretty good. At a cool, refreshing Tapo Chico. Mm. I have a medical marijuana car. That's a that's a calms me down. <laughs> yeah, but that's like a whole thing. This is just a take it and drink it down, bro. It's you know Tapo Chico, the calming seltzer. No, I'm not drinking Tapo Chico right now. <laughs> I, I it's in the fridge. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat drink that later. Tapo Chico, mineral so- water, hard spiked mineral water. I'm very interested to see what happens. So the couple, um, they they spend their they spend their wedding night at the estate. Not fucking. Um, and it's well, no, no, they do fuck. You, you'll find that 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 Goebbels does fuck because they end up having um, that, five children. That's gonna God, be that's disgusting. That's gonna be the, that's gonna, <laughs> there it is. Is the intro? That's right gonna there. be you like will find out Goebbels does fuck. Yeah, that, exactly. That's gonna be like the tagline for this episode. Well, you find out that Goebbels does fuck. <laughs> oh my god! Between the span between the span of like 1931 and 1940, like they have five children, so they're definitely fucking. God um, damn! So, um, Gunther he might be bringing in a this. ringer. You don't know. He's a so cuck. Gunther, He's a cuck. He's a cuck. <laughs> uh, Gunther most likely did this to curry favor with uh, with the Nazis in order to um, sort of um, improve business ties to them because he sees that they're a rising power. Because um, by this time, in 1929, the Nazis are a joke. But by 1932, they're, they're a rising dominant uh, political party that, that's growing in power because people are becoming so disillusioned with the Social Democrats and the Communists. Gotcha. Um, so, after Hitler is appointed Chancellor in 1933, um, Gunther joins the, um, the Nazi party. Um, so, during this time, uh, Gunther gives generous donations to the Nazis, um, and, and this sort of comes back to benefit him as well, because at one point early on in the Nazis' reign, um, he's, he's arrested and detained for, uh, tax evasion, um, but Goebbels is able to go to Hermann Goering and have him released. Always tax evasion. These motherfuckers always get taken down by tax evasion. In in nineteen thirty seven, um, Hitler would give uh, uh, Gunther the award of uh, Wehrwehrschaftsführer, um, which is uh, leader in the defense economy, um, and this sort of gives him preferential treatment in terms of of contracts with the Nazi Party, mm-hmm. Free um, for certain military endeavors, and and also sort of other um, sort of areas um, of sort of like first dibs on on different contracts and also um, other things that will come up after the invasion. Um, so a lot of the industries that Gunther owns um, supply um, ammunition, rifles, artillery, um, and batteries um, to the um, to the Nazis. And we know for a fact that they use slave labor at at least three of the factories from concentration camps. Jesus. Um, so these batteries he produces, you might think that batteries aren't really a big deal, um, but you have to remember. 
Um, like you have to- cars need batteries. Yeah. Like like everything during this period, like planes need batteries, vibrators um, need if- batteries. <laughs> Hitler ran they were on batteries. Powered back then. No, nah, the fucking hand cranked. Goering. <laughs> fucking hand cranked vibrators. <laughs> Hitler ran on batteries. You know. Let's let's just say Goering had his own special supply of batteries. Yeah. If you get my drift. If you get my oh, drift. God poke damn in my it. nose. Biological eh? batteries. Eh. Eh. Um. So, the big thing that they're in is submarines, which will become important later on. Um, because at this time, uh, most submarines are what call, what are called diesel submarines, which means that they primarily operate on the surface for a lot of the time. But when they go underwater, they operate on battery power. It's like Vin Diesel. Family. Um, and, and these batteries are very <laughs> are very unstable too. Um, for instance, like with American submarines um, in the 30s. Um, the batteries had a nasty habit that if seawater, um, if they were exposed to seawater, they'd produce a toxic gas that could possibly kill everyone in the submarine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A submarine, a vehicle that is designed to be used in the ocean, was outfitted with batteries who, if they touched seawater, would destroy whatever it was on. Well, it wouldn't destroy. It would produce a toxic gas that would that would kill. That would kill her. Okay, so it would produce a toxic gas if it touched seawater, which is the primary place that the submarine operates. Yes, but you have to remember the water is not supposed to be getting into the submarine. I feel like this is a gigantic flaw, but continue. It is. It is a big flaw that they eventually overcome. Bat- okay. but battery technology, by of- the way, like battery chemistry, tends to be very unstable. So. Yeah, and which also comes into the manufacture of them, which we'll talk about. Yeah, um, and another and another program that they directly aid by by making these batteries is the V two rocket program. Mm. And 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 Gunther is actually like presenting these batteries to um, like Adolf Hitler and high ranking Nazis or whatever when they make new ones. Like he's like he's showing them off. He's taking them on tours. Ooh, look, this one has the power to power something for 13 minutes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's when, new. It's new technology. They don't have it very long yet. <laughs> when the when the Nazis begin sort of um, invading other countries and taking them over, um, Quant takes advantage of this and he begins appropriating factories throughout Europe. We're talking about um, um, Gunther, right? Yeah, Gunther. I'm sorry, um, Gunther. So, Fuck him. So, so Gunther uh, fully Yo, commits to what's called his the, name, right? <laughs> which is which is called the quote unquote Aryanization of industry. That is why I don't it give is, a fuck about getting his name right. <laughs> and essentially, what this means is that if there are any businesses that are owned by Jews, um, their property is confiscated by the government, and any sort of factories are confiscated and given to Germans. Wow. Um, and, and we know from writings that he not only believes in answering the quote-unquote Jewish question, um, but he also wishes to profit from it. Um, and, and business owners as well, who are not Jewish, um, are also often forced to sell their factories um, or surrender their shares in their factories to Gunther. Um, one of them is a, is a man from Luxembourg um, named uh, Leon Laval. Um, he was involved in a company called the Tudor Group, um, and the Tudor group, after the invasion of, of Luxembourg, had been um, sort of put under the control of, of AFA um, or Varta. Um, and even though he still controlled the major shares in the, in the company, um, 
Varda is running it for the German war effort. Um, so what happens is is that he refuses to sell his shares to Gunther. Um, Gunther has him arrested by the Gestapo, um, and there he's interrogated at the headquarters by the head of the local office of the Gestapo. Um, Leon Laval, um he refuses to break and surrender his interests, um, and so he's sent to a, a concentration camp. Wow. God damn, dude. Um, he he eventually um, he survives the concentration camp, and, and he'll come up later on. Um, but but throughout all that, he refused to sort of like break and bow um, to Gunther. So um, when you said earlier, when you said um, this this Gunther dickhead would like kind of like take controlling shares of companies, was those just the companies that were Jewish owned? And how would he just like would he just walk in, throw his feet up on the desk, and be like, mm, "Is this mine now?" Like how did that? Well, work? if it was if it was a Jewish owned company. The, the government would confiscate it and then they would give it to, like, they would essentially sell it off to, like, a low bid to, like, a friend of the Nazi party, like Gunther. Like, they would say, like, this factory is owned by Jews, this is the government's now, and then we're gonna, we're gonna give it to an industrialist to work. So Gunther was kind of like one of those assholes on Storage Wars where he swoops in and just buys everything? Yeah, he, he's essentially, like, buying, like... Foreclosed businesses. Gotcha. Like the government, the government is moving in. They're taking them over, and then he's essentially buying them at like the Gestapo police auction. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so and, and he's getting like so he's you can get gotcha. these, and you could also get this 1994 Ford Esprit. You can get it. <laughs> uh, next on the block, we've got a 1996 Chevy Caprice. <laughs> it's got the spotlight. Uh, it's got 176,910 miles. That's adorable. It's got 386,000. You're reading that wrong. They had an engine replaced right oh, around 250. <laughs> okay. Well, it does have the dissimilar rims, which is a hallmark of a great car. Still has the 8-track, so it's vintage. <laughs> so... According to, to historians, um, as early as 1938, um, uh, Jews are forced to work at laborers at Quant's companies um, as early as then. Um, and B&W employed um, forced labor um, at, at several factories near concentration camps. Um, and these include uh, uh, Buchenwald and Dora Mittelbau, um, Abertaroda, Eisenach Thur, um, Dachau, Alok, um, Blycock, uh, Gotham Berlin, Lockhausen, uh, Musach, Natsvela, um, Strutov, Geisenheim, Pappenberg, uh, Rostov, and and Vertel. All right, we get it. You sell uh, a lot of different yeah. types <laughs> of strudel. All right, we get it. I, I want and, two of and, the Buchenwalds, and Koenig, please. Uh, Wusterhausen. <laughs> I'll take two Buchenwalds uh, and a Sparehausen, please. Hey, hold the ice. Hold the ice. And eventually, at, at, in 1941... They also begin shipping thousands of forced laborers from concentration camps to three factories um, in in Hanover, uh, Berlin, and and uh, Vienna. What blows my mind is that this is not like more of a, a a black mark against these companies that employed slave labor because BMW is by no means the only one, by no means oh, yeah. the only company. So I mean, like, well, well, how these companies don't like get more blowback from this is just fucking insane. Yeah, like, well, like, like we pay at, some money. Well, look at McDonald's. Well, we'll 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 get to that. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that. There are companies that do that that do like suffer, and industrialists that do sort of get slapped on the wrist and actually like lose their fortunes over this. That's not Um, enough. If you are part of the Holocaust, you need to be have your goddamn head chopped off. But there are there are modern 
There are German companies, though, that do make good. For instance, uh, Volkswagen is one of them, which we'll talk about. They just um, skirted the law. We were trying to fuck, like fudge the emissions numbers. Yeah, like, but what? that's that's <laughs> the emissions. The, like they actually do make a lot of like reparations and work to make up for the Holocaust. Nazis gonna we'll nuts. Um, so in in 1940, uh, Herbert um, Gunther's uh, eldest son, who's, who's sort of being like groomed to be a successor, he joins the Nazi Party. Okay. Um, Herbert's job is to handle uh, personnel. Uh, for Varta. Um, so that means that he handles requests and approval for the use of forced labor. Um, he also personally directs the Petrix factory in Berlin, which produces batteries. Um, these batteries are mainly constructed using women um, from the, the Ravensbrück uh, concentration camp. Um, the agents of the personnel department are also sent across occupied Europe to find suitable workers for factories. Um, these workers are, are treated sort of like farm animals in terms of how you would choose them, like looking at their teeth, judging um, like how physically fit they are. And these workers are not given any protection for the work they do. That's I mean, absolutely, I'm not, I, I, I want to be surprised, but we're not. That's horrendous and... You know, and not surprising. It, it's Yeah, I mean, we are talking about like, I think right around the same time that like people's faces were melting off from making glow-in-the-dark watch faces in the U.S., Yes. So yes, yeah. and 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 the thing, but more is is going to happen here. Oh my god! Um, because you have to remember that batteries are, are highly toxic. They involve a lot of like acid and cadmium and other. Tell things me more about will... this because I'm about to go solder batteries when we get done this episode. So, <laughs> um, so eventually, um, stop me a, a from concentra- doing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up fucking myself <laughs> up. Uh, a, a concentration camp with a with a gallows and execution area is set up. At AFA's uh, Hanover factory in 1943. Wait, uh, why are there gallows in an execution area set up? Because people who who don't work fast enough have to be made examples of, and people who resist also have to be made examples of. God, damn! Um, Look, how else so, are you going to get people to work without scaring them into thinking uh, that they might and, die? From and eventually, not Jews, Jews, and resistance fighters, um, and and other sort of quote unquote undesirables are sent there. Um, and, um, and historians do repo- uh, report that while um, AFA did prefer to keep their, their quote-unquote qualified German workers, they want to use slave labor to do these jobs that are dangerous for people's health. I mean, that makes sense. It's disgusting, but it makes sense at least. Um, so uh, at AFA's uh, stocking factory um, and, and their Hagen plants, uh, they begin using forced labor in 1942. Um, so the, the company uses a lot of, um, female slave laborers to do the work, um, mainly, um, and, and including, uh, Polish women who are transferred from, from Auschwitz. Um, is that dodging a bullet? Does that count as dodging a bullet? Like you go from Auschwitz to, to like, uh, a warehouse to work? Well, when you arrive at these factories at the one battery factory, which, which is still, which is still one of the areas that has a modern factory at it. Um, the SS guards would tell people who arrived that they will only probably last about six months. Ugh. So, so as opposed to the gas chamber, you're, you're going to be slowly killed making batteries for the Nazi war machine. that are going to kill you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So they're, they're not, they're, they're not giving protective clothing. Um, they're not giving drinking water. 
Um, they're exposed to, to poisonous gas, which includes heavy metals such as uh, cadmium and lead. Um, there are acidic fumes from the batteries. Um, and they're also um, subjected to frequent beatings uh, with hoses that are filled with sand. Good fucking lord. Um, the, the, the documents from the company reveal that they calculated that the general turnover rate was about 80 people dying each month. And that they calculated that each slave would last about six months. Um, a Ukrainian prisoner that survived, um, he he had been um, he he had been um, sent to a concentration camp because his brother, who was a communist resistance member, had been shot while um, while they blew up a railroad bridge. Um, he said that there were Ukrainians, French, Russians, homosexuals, and Jews in the camps. When Allied planes began bombing uh, bombing the plants in Germany. Um, the SS guards, which all of this is guarded um, by the SS. Right, um, right. The right. AFA and Varda are, are running it, but the SS are actually the ones, like, handling, uh, doing the guard duty. Right. Um, so the SS would line the prisoners up on the road military style um, so that the Allied planes would mistake them for German soldiers and strafe them. Jesus Christ. Um, and hundreds of prisoners would be killed in this way. Um, when the Allies started bombing the, the Varda battery plant with phosphorus bombs, um, the SS would have the prisoners uh, pick up the unexploded bombs and, and sort of remove them from the factory, which caused many more of them to die in that process. Ugh. Like when the bomb just goes off and they're carrying it out? Well, yeah, because the bomb didn't explode when it landed, and so they're, they're essentially having to pick up a possibly live bomb and, and dispose of it. Yeah, it's just um, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I need you to I need you to leave that that like three seconds of silence in there just so everybody can really just marinate this on you, that one. That bomb didn't explode, and one of these fucking pieces of shit was just like, oh, "Want to go pick up that bomb and go walk it away, please?" Like when the when the <sighs> bomb uh when, and eventually this Ukrainian prisoner escaped because the bomb landed on part of the factory where the where the prisoner was, and he was able to escape. Um, and a and a doctor in in Hagen um, kept him hidden until the British liberated the camp. That's a good doc. Um, so I, I'm going to sort of do a um, sort of sidetrack to to Harold, because um, remember Harold um, after his mom uh, marries uh, Goebbels, uh, Harold lives with them. Um, so he um, even though uh, Gunther is his father. Um, he he sort of becomes um, he becomes very close with the Goebbels. Um, initially, he's he regularly visits them, um, and until 1933 or, or 1934 um, to to see his mother. Um, but his mother has become sort of like the first lady of the Third Reich because remember um, Hitler isn't married and there is no like woman figure. Right. Um, and and Magda Goebbels is kind of like. Um, the example of, of sort of the ideal of German womanhood, because remember, she has a lot of children. Right. Like, the Nazis want women to have lots of children. Um, like, you even get medals for how many children you have. Like, like women are literally given medals for the number of children they have. Jeez. That's, um, that's insane. Um, so in 1934, um, he begins living full-time um, with the Goebbels family um, until eventually 1940. Um, and in um, 1940, um, he eventually goes on to serve in the Luftwaffe as a paratrooper. I um, want to go would... back and say that I, I, earlier in the episode, I said that Magda was a fox. In this picture, 
Uh, she looks like Jaws from 007. <laughs> <laughs> she um, looks like she chews on rebar in her spare time. <laughs> there, there is a, um, there's if there is a family photo of the Goebbels family. It's in the Discord. Where you can, yeah, where you can see all the children. Um, and even though Harold is in the picture, that he sort of edited into the picture because he was off serving in the Luftwaffe. Now that you um, say it, it's very obvious they edited it him in. Um, so, he takes part in the Battle of Crete, which is a 1941. Paratroopers are very sort of like, it's a big, like, they, they take Crete by dropping paratroopers on it. Um, and he also fought in Russia and Italy, um, where he is eventually injured. Um, in 1944, he's captured by Allied troops in Italy, and he would not be released until 1947. Eventually, what happens is, is that Magda and Joseph are in the Fuhrer bunker, um, and when it comes around time that they decide they're going to commit suicide, um, Magda and Joseph uh, kill themselves and all of their, uh, all six of their children. Jesus fucking Christ, why? Um, because the Soviets are, are coming in on the city, they know that if that they get captured like Hitler, that that they that they're afraid of what's going to happen to them, so they just they just kill all of them. That's fine. Yeah, they why suicide. are you killing the kids? Um, just, just sort of like that. They don't want their kids to get captured. I guess it's it's just sort of like an irrational. Are you asking us for a rational reason with why yeah. Nazis in a bunker killed their children? Because they're, they're there's no good answer to that question. They're ultimately all cowards because um, initially what they do first is they test the cyanide pills on the dogs because they have Blondie um, and Blondie's litter that they test the cyanide on to make sure that it, it works. I mean, all right, so, so yes, they're cowards, but at least I understand that line of thinking because if you're going to kill yourself, you don't want to take a cyanide capsule that's only like, meh, 50% effective because then you're just going to be fucking miserable and in and, and pain the entire time you die. So in a matter of self-preservation, I understand why you would test it on a dog. It's disgusting. Let me make yeah. that real fucking clear. It's disgusting, but at least there's a rationale to that. Why would you kill your children? Uh, honor. It, That's what it is. It's an honor killing. Ugh. You're basically killing your whole family because you're basically saying that I'm gonna I'm gonna end this now and I'm not gonna leave anything to chance. You don't know what's like gonna that, happen that when the Russians that, get there. We have, you have we no have idea to what's gonna Ryan happen to your kids when the Russians get there. So what is we what have is to remember to them? You know what I mean? Well you have to remember too that the Nazis feel that they've been fighting sort of like a quote unquote racial holy war. That that they that they have been sort of gone into Eastern Europe and they've been committing the Holocaust. Most Germans don't really know the full extent of the Holocaust by this period. Um, it can be argued, you know, that, that, that there are some that'll argue that you know the average German didn't know it was happening, but the average German does know that it's happening, but they don't know the extent of what the Holocaust is and what it's doing. Goebbels and all the people in the Fuhrer bunker definitely know what's going on, um, so they know that the Soviets are going to deliver what they've been doing to Eastern Europe on them tenfold. Because by 1943, even an average German who who doesn't really have a real idea of what's going on and mostly just hears rumors from people who work the railroads, because remember, the railroads are the ones doing the Holocaust. Um, they know that not only has Germany been shipping all these, these Jews and other undesirables east, 
Um, they also know that the war is going badly despite the propaganda. And they know that what they they have an idea of what Germany has been doing in the East. And they know that the Soviets are going to deliver like terrible vengeance on them. So they have a good idea of what's going to happen to them. In a lighthearted thing, I'm looking at the family portrait of Goebbels and Magda and their six kids. And uh, six kids, of those six kids, it's five girls and one boy. And that boy has a thousand-yard stare. Like, he's just so sick of having five sisters (laughs) in his fucking house. He's just kind of like, oh my god, I'm here. I'm like, I'm I'm here, but I'm not here. Yeah, can we play baseball? No. <laughs> no, you will learn to cook. You will cook. I <laughs> have football. You will learn to have. Ooh, you will learn to have children too. Wait, what? Oh my god. Um. So Harold is the only one of Magda's children that survive. Um. At, at the end of the war, uh, the U.S. Senate holds hearings um, on the operations of the German economy during the war. Um, they found during these hearings that that Gunther is a, um, an important director of, of German industry. Um, and they found that he also controlled a number of interlocking companies, um, syndicates and corporations. Um, okay. they found that he had an interest in such areas as insurance, banking, automobiles, ammunition, textiles, electricity, batteries, and, and other areas. Um, and they also found out that he that he was personally given this this sort of uh, ind- war industry leader title by Hitler. Um, so when the the Nuremberg trials happen, um, several industry leaders and, and sort of major leaders of industries are are charged and convicted. Um, famously, these are uh, Friedrich Flick, uh, Gustav Krupp von uh, Bolin, um, und Halbach. Um, and also the directors of the company's IG Farben, which is the chemical quam, uh, conglomerate that produced the Zyquam B gas that was used in the gas chambers. Aren't um, they also so, the same ones that produced thalidomide in the 60s or the 50s? Yeah. Or a subsidiary of IG Pharma that yes. produced the thalidomide? Okay. It's, it's a company that still exists today, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, because remember these guys that are sort of at the head of it, um, they don't really have as much of a family interest in them. Um, so uh, these these leaders are sort of um, are, are sort of sent to several years of detention, um, and their fortunes are confiscated. Um, a lot of them would have their businesses returned to them after a period of of what's called denazification um, in 1950. Um, denazification is sort of the status of of where you do like I. It's hard to describe, but it would be the equivalent of like. Uh, detention and community service. I don't want to call it like re-education because it's not that intense, mm-hmm. but essentially showing that you that you know like what you did was wrong and that you're not a Nazi anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the neither of the quants are are convicted. Um, Gunther is arrested and interred on on the suspicion that he committed war crimes in 1946, um, but he was determined to be innocent and was released in 1948. Um, Gunther would claim that he was uh, a pawn of the Nazis and that they had exploited him. Um, he also personally uh, is, is described as having no shame or guilt for his actions he committed. Yeah, he's a sociopathic fucking businessman. Um, okay, I guess, okay, that answers my question, because I was going to say, do we do we believe him that he was a pawn? But yeah, no, fuck him. Um, he would eventually be given the status, um, different, different sort of, like, 
there, there were different classes of, of what would be considered like a Nazi, like what level of Nazi party membership were you, like how committed to the cause were you? And he was, um, and he was called a passive follower, a collaborator, which was given the official term of a, of a Mitlaufe, which means, um, like fellow traveler. Okay. Um, so like he went, he so, went along with things basically. Yeah. That, that he, he was not like a full ardent Nazi, but he went along with them. Oh, he was a do boy. Okay. Like, gotcha. like I would say that we're like, like most people on this podcast, we'd be considered like fellow travelers. Um, to socialists or communists. Okay. Um, in that, in that, we do believe in like a lot of what they're saying, but we're not directly, you know, communists. Yep. Gotcha. Um. So, um. But uh, one of the main prosecutors who's still alive today, by the way, um, Benjamin uh, Ferenz, um, he was at Nuremberg, um, and he says, um, and he says today that there is there is ample evidence, uh, for Gunther's conviction. Um. So he said at the time. That, that Herbert had kept quiet about any evidence related to his father that could have been used against him. Um, and eventually what happens is is that the British have a have a demand for the batteries um, that Varda and Affa is producing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Herbert, though given the status of of war profiteer, um, which which is another status you could be giving, meaning that he, he purposely took advantage of uh, the war to make a profit, um, he he is able to escape trial due to the British. What? Um, so eventually Fucking what happens, Brits. so eventually what happens is that a lot of the evidence that could have brought either of them to trial is withheld or hidden. Why? Um, and this is likely done because the British wanted to use the expansive factories um, and infrastructure and material stores that the Quants had in order to produce batteries for their own, their own submarines and other items. This um, screams of the Americans just taking the Nazi scientists afterwards and be like, no, yeah, no more for us. Because <laughs> that's one of the things is that all the Allies did that during World War II. Like, the French tried to work with uh, Ferdinand Porsche um, before he got sent to, like, the, the Nuremberg trials. Like, like, like they're all grabbing whoever they can, and they're like, we're going to use you for our industry. And the Soviets do the same. So what did they want to do? Make, like, a, a, an iconic French car working with Mr. Porsche? Well, they they wanted to, like they wanted to produce the Volkswagen in in France like like sort of like the equivalent of it of like the the ultimate economy car yeah um because um, remember Ferdinand Porsche <clears throat> was the lead designer of the the Volkswagen who who doesn't know about it also on that note does does France have any iconic cars that are French I would say like uh, Citroen and and, and I, Renault have cars we don't really know them as much in the U S but I'm sure there are because they don't really sell. No, but I mean, like, I mean, I'm pretty well versed in car manufacturers, and I cannot think of any that are French right off the top of my head. Because I think isn't Citroen like an Italian? Uh, so isn't I think Citroen is? Uh, I don't think Citroen French. is Italian. I don't think so. Okay, I think I mean if they're French, that would be the first French car manufacturer that's like famous with any kind of clout that I would have ever heard of. I think Le Car, maybe. Have you heard of that? <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that, that uh, one company baguette. Le Car. Yes, yeah. Citroen <laughs> is a uh, is a French company. Okay, so they have yeah. one car brand. Okay. Because the uh, the French president always drives usually a Renault. Okay. Because um, because by law the French president can only travel in French vehicles. What? Yeah. Like, 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 sort of like the contract. Well, I believe, like, if there was a scenario where he had to use a vehicle, but I mean, like, in terms of, like, official, like, 
like their version of Air Force One and the motorcade or whatever, all the vehicles have to be domestically manufactured. That's okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Ferenc sort of goes over this that um, that a lot of this was kept from them, um, and a lot of this was done mainly so the British um, could profit because they thought about moving the battery factories to um, Great Britain, which is something that the that the Soviets do a lot. Like, they, they sort of, like, strip everything out of the places that they take over and ship it back to the Soviet Union. Um, for instance, uh, Kaliningrad, which is that, that Russian exclave that's between Lithuania and Poland, um, that that sort of area used to be a part of Germany called Konigsberg, mm-hmm. um, and they kept the, the lead uh, smelting factory there. But since it's a lead smelting factory that was first started in, like, the 30s... Mm-hmm. Um, like uh Kaliningrad's kind of like a like a polluted hellhole because of it. Uh-huh. Like and and even though it's like an exclave of Russia, like none of the countries around it want it for that reason because yeah. it's just so polluted and damaged. It's just a, like a toxic waste dump. Um so so Ferenc is convinced that um had he known then what he did today or had they known what they do today, um that, that Herbert and his father would have been uh, prosecuted for crimes against humanity. Mm. Um, and even though the Quants claim that because they weren't tried, you know, that means that they were innocent, uh, Ferenc notes that that does not equal an acquittal. That just means they were never tried. He, he sort of describes it as that just because you slip through the net doesn't mean you're innocent. Yeah, right, right. Um, and, and he just means that they're lucky. Um, and like I said, Ferenc is still alive today. He's 101 years old. Goddamn, um, he is? And, yeah, and when they interviewed about when they interviewed him about it uh, a decade ago and talked to him about it, um, he was still pretty mad about it. Um, and and also too that um, that it's also believed that that the American occupation authorities wanted him to continue producing batteries uh, to serve their interests of sort of like rebuilding Germany um, and, and the German economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one thing is so too is that a lot of the prosecution of industrial bosses. Um, after World War II was mostly symbolic because a lot of them were released by 1950. Okay. Um, and two, at that time, um, most of the evidence that they used slave labor had been had been sort of um, destroyed. Um, and when they came upon the factories, you know, a lot of the factories weren't operational. Because one of the things we know, a lot of what we do about the Holocaust is because a lot of the concentration camps were not meant to be permanent. They were all designed that so once they were done with them, they could just collapse them. They could plant a forest on top of them and claim that nothing was there. Yep. So that, so even so that was part of like the OG plan is hey we're gonna pull this off and then we're just gonna destroy it like nothing ever happened. Yeah, that they like the Holocaust was a secret. Like everybody who was involved with it was sort of like like sworn to secrecy and that they knew it was bad. Like they weren't like everyone's gonna be proud of it. Like they're like this is terrible. This is something that we can't let the world know about. But they believed in sort of like their own racist, sort of insane worldview that it was something that had to happen. So the Nazis are basically like if the fucking Proud Boys somehow started running the country. Exactly. They're that same level of sort of like... Because one of the problems with why we get to sort of the death camps is that initially in the Holocaust, they, they sort of like... When they get to the point where they're shooting people... The fact that they're all shooting these people is it takes such an emotional and psychological toll on the people doing it that they can't do it. Mm-hmm. At one point, like Himmler visits the fields where they're shooting people and and he's just like he's just like shaken by it. 
mm-hmm. like like he's sickened and he's like unable to sort of like deal with it and he's not even the one doing the shooting right like most most of the guys who like do the shootings um they they all kind of like practically drink themselves to death not not that they all do but but just like sort of the descriptions i've read in books on it um such as the book ordinary men because most of the people who carried out the shootings before they went to the sort of factory cell system were police officers. They, mm. they were German police officers who were sent to Eastern Europe and the occupied territories to sort of, like, maintain order. They weren't even really, like, soldiers or SS members. Ugh. Um, Ugh. So, uh, Gunther is eventually tried um, within uh, a court in Bavaria... Um, for sort of part of this like denazification um, sort of thing that's going on, the, this project of of finding people who committed crimes during the Nazi regime and making sure they face some type of justice. Um, at these trials, um, they're not able to have any presented evidence because a lot of it's being withheld or or hidden. Um, and the only testifying witness at this trial is Leon Laval. Remember the the Luxembourg right. factory owner who just goes and he has to sit in the courtroom across from, you know, uh, Gunther and and sort of testify against him. Oof. Uh, and and a lot of and and eventually what happens is is that Gunther is acquitted, um, and a lot of this is believed to have been done because at this point um, in in Germany there's more of an emphasis on recovery that they need to recover the economy. Because Germany is literally rubble at this point. Like, like they need to get people working. They need to get people jobs. So you know, so people can eat and live. Right, right. We can't, we can't nationally digest on a national level what we did to these people. We gotta get right back yeah. in it because the economy demands blood. No, they're gonna have forever to uh, digest that. And they, they eventually do. To, to Germany's credit, West Germany does a phenomenal job of handling what they did during World War II making reparations for it, and making right what they did wrong on a national scale. Um, in the German educational system, at least in the West, and I believe now in the East, in modern times, like, Germans are fully taught about the Holocaust, the German people's complicity in it, like, how this happened because the German people let it happen. So, so essentially the Germans started doing the equivalent of, like, critical race theory um, in the 70s. Goddamn critical race theory, brother! Just unbelievable, uh, that whole fucking thing. Oh my god. Um, so, there are three more trials against Gunther, um, but during these trials, Gunther claims that uh, claims poverty um, and that he lost all of his money in the war. Bitch, um, what? But um, Magda's sister um, says that, that she was told by Gunther that, that, uh, that Gunther said that after the war that he had confided in her, he said that he had lost everything, that he only had about $78 million. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Oh, poverty, sir. Get the fuck out of it. $78 million. Um, and, and eventually they did, I, I believe they did a good job of like playing a shell game with his money. Because remember, this is also like the 50s, so I'm sure it's a lot easier to like feign that you're, that you're not wealthy by hiding your your money in different accounts that people don't know about stuffing all your money under your mattress um, and in your closet and like kicking them under the kicking the bills under the bed when people walk in trying to find it the lead prosecutor who was on this case uh in all of the trials against him was a man named uh uh julius uh, herf um uh, julius would lose his job in 1950 after being accused of um being a homosexual um <laughs> what and he would and he would later oh it's 50 claim, sorry and and he would later claim in a 19 um 
1980 interview that Quant was being protected. Um, in, in one of the quotes from, from his interview, he said, um, if Hitler had lived, he would have been declared Mitlofen. Which is, what? what is Mitlofen? It's the thing Remember, before that's that the fellow he was, traveler. Is the traveler? Yeah. Yeah, it's the fellow traveler. What is he, out of his fucking that, mind? Well, he's, he's saying that because of how guilty Quant was, that if he was useful to the Allies or that, and to the government, that they would have declared him innocent. Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> so he was, he was mostly being like cynical and facetious when he said say, that, but still. So, yeah. um, so Gunther would die in 1954 while he was, in, um, while he was vacationing in Cairo, Good. and his empire is split between Herbert and, and Harold. Um, in 1959... Uh, Herbert bought BMW, um, and his heirs, including his wife, uh, uh, Joanna, his daughter, uh, Susanna, uh, and his son, Stefan, would control 47% uh, of BMW. Um, Herbert was sort of uh, is sort of able to protect himself by in, in a sort of wealth and in, in future inquiry by sort of creating this myth around um, because he saves BMW from bankruptcy in 1959. Mm-hmm. Because as we know today, um, BMW is kind of like a like a fancy car company. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they do in nineteen 19- <laughs> kind of just a little bit of was- <laughs> yeah um, that that because they're they're normally considered to be a luxury car company. But in nineteen fifty nine, they release a an economy car, uh, the BMW seven hundred, um, which sold well enough um, for the company to rebound. Um, and because he sort of saves the company from bankruptcy, it sort of gives this idea that, you know, he came in and because he saved the company from bankruptcy, that that's how he earned his fortune. Jesus. Because right. cause the, the quants are smart. They're not like a lot of like rich people who are just around flaunting their wealth, you know. They're not like Elon Musk or, um, or, or like Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump isn't really wealthy. Um, but they're not like that level of rich people. They're God, more like shots your, fired. Steve Donald Trump is not wealthy. <laughs> I they're, love it. they're more like they're more like your uh, your Peter Thiel's, where they're very rich and they they are controlling things behind the scene and buying up companies, but you don't know anything about them. They're doing it smartly. Yeah. Um, they eventually go to control a large stake in the Altana Pharmaceutical Company and other German companies. Um, these companies include uh, BMW. Uh, Volkswagen, um, or they, they not in Volkswagen. Sorry, I read wrong. Um, so while this is all going on, other companies in Germany, such as BMW, uh, Volkswagen, and, and Deutsche Bank, um, start begin to explore their their war crimes. Um, and these include the use of slave labor, um, and and from this they begin making uh, donations to survivor relief efforts. Um, the Quant family itself um, remained silent on this, um, uh, despite them having over uh, uh, $34 billion in holdings. I Damn. understand the documentary now, The Silence of the Quants. I get it now. Um, today, they mainly donate to, um, and, and throughout this time and today, um, they mainly donate to political parties, um, the Christian Democratic Party, which is the primary party of um, Germany. Uh, the Christian Social Union, which is which is a variant of the Christian Democratic Union that they sort of work together. One's a Catholic party, one's a Protestant party, um, and the uh, the Free Democratic Party. So, 
Um, when Harold dies in 1967 in a plane crash, uh, plane crash, um, Herbert receives his shares of BMW, Varta, and IWKA, which is one of the metalworking uh, factories. Worth $800 trillion. In the 1970s as well, um, a group of survivors from the, the factories that the Quants, um, the Quants worked petitioned the family for compensation were, and were rejected. But um, they were rejected by the family, I'm assuming, or like by like a court? By the by the Quant family. They essentially petitioned the family saying, we, we should be paid you know, reparations for what you did to us, and they say no. <laughs> Fucking bastards. In 1983, BMW becomes the, the first uh, German corporation to initiate a public debate about its about its history when it releases a book called BMW in German History. Uh-oh. Which explores, like, what they did during the war and sort of brings light all these things they so did. So they released, like, uh-huh. a book to try to, to try to control, maybe? Well, no, no, they actually admit that they did bad things. But because they get to say it, they were trying to control a narrative, right? There we go. Well, well, no, I wouldn't say that they're trying to control a narrative, that they're actually admitting, you know, that we did use the slaver. But you have to admit the difference is that it's BMW and not the Quants. Okay. Because while the quants, while the quants are the primary shareholders of BMW, they aren't BMW. So this is coming from the corporation and the corporation's money, not the quants' money. Okay, it's okay. it's essentially like the Sacklers. It's basically like splitting hairs, but okay. Well, no, because it's like Purdue Pharmaceutical. Like Purdue Pharmaceutical has to pay out that money in the in in sort of the settlement that they have, but as part of the settlement, you can't sue. The um, you can't uh, sue the Stackler family, which is bullshit. Yeah, but that's the thing: the family's personal wealth is protected. The corporation's money is not. So the corporation is admitting guilt. So any money that's going to be paid out comes from the company. Yeah, it's bullshit. Not the family. But that's actually oh, okay. that's actually how business should work to a certain extent. I feel like when you're in a giant criminal problem, that you should maybe be able to go around that a little bit, but. That's that's but, why people hold on. That's why people have LLCs, by the way, because yeah. But the main the main issue because your though personal is, your personal is, wealth shouldn't be affected by your business you dealings. Have, yeah, but you have to remember that the Quants didn't own BMW in in nineteen. I'm not talking about the Quants. Um, I'm just talking to Ryan. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just talking about I'm the talking Quants. Talking to Ryan yes. about about he's saying it's bullshit, but it's it's how business needs to work, yeah. or else everyone who has a business can be sued personally for things that may or may not happen in their business and no i get it but if you're fair. criminally negligent yeah there should be liable and you and there's no way i there's agree evidence he's talking about, about this i agree there should definitely be ways around it like if there's if there's a if there's a, demon, a demonstrable and evidence that you did some criminal shit yeah with the guys of your or with the with the face they should be company, able to go after you, you it, uh, yeah fuck your company at the very you. least they should be able to go after you yeah that's um, what I mean. Like, not the whole LLC, you know, wealth and business protected. That's fine. I'm d- just if you can demonstrate, now you need to go. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so Herbert dies on June second, nineteen eighty-two. Good. Um, so after after Herbert <laughs> two dies, months before I was born, his, his son, his son Stefan. Um, That's my he name. Stefan. <laughs> he, he inherits. He inherits his father's seventeen point four percent of BMW. Uh, and um, he comes to own twenty nine percent of the company. Damn. 
So Stefan is the current quant who owns like the most shares in BMW, um, and the family itself owns are the primary shareholders of BMW. Um, uh, Stefan also inherited um, his holdings in other companies, um, which he runs through a holding company called Delton AG. Um, these include 76.8% of CEAG, which um, which is a, a power supply um, and recharging uh, device company uh, for mobile phones. 87.6% um, of Logwin AG, which was formerly called uh, Field Logistics, which is a logistics and freight forwarding company. He owns 100% of Heal uh, GmbH, which makes uh, homeopathic medicine. Ah, uh, um, there it is. There's and, the bullshit. And, a, and 100% <laughs> of Cedo um, household products, which makes freezer bags, plastic and aluminum wraps and foils, bin liners, um, and coffee filters. So I got to go throw away my Mr. Coffee filters, my Reynolds wrap, my plastic wrap, my trash bag. Yeah, again, I gotta my get opinion on that is shit. that if you start doing that, if you start getting rid of things in your house based on shitty things that the companies who made them do, you're going to have a completely empty house. Well, you're, you're, you're also not buying them from Cedo. Wait, unless you're unless you're secretly well, Ryan, in Germany. Ryan is secretly. He's he's in <laughs> Ryan, Germany. Ryan right is now. secretly living in, in Gainesville, Bavaria. Yeah, he's in Bavaria right now. Yeah. Uh, it's Gaines he's, Vegas, please get that right. He's he's <laughs> in uh he's in later. Gaines Wudershine, right yeah. <laughs> he uh, he actually can only that's why you never see him stand Gaines Versta. That's why you never see him stand up on the podcast when we're watching him on video here. He's just wearing he's just wearing those short leather just shorts. Pulls them out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the guy they pull over in Super Troopers. That guy. <laughs> oh man! Invest in my well, podcast. I just didn't Maybe I make I it to the There was a speed limit. I'm sorry. Um, with his mother, Stefan owns 18.3 percent of uh, Gem Plus International. No, he doesn't. Which is a, a security <laughs> company. Um, and um, he currently serves as the deputy chairman of the super uh, the supervisory board of BMW. Um, he also has uh, supervisory board seats with uh, Dresdner Bank AG um, and the Gering uh, Concert Alamon uh, uh AG. Good lord! It's, it's he's, he's got a lot of positions his, for somebody that's Nazi adjacent. It, it's rumored mm. that he will become the the head of BMW's supervisory board. Um, and his mother, uh, Johanna, and his sister, uh, Suzanne, um, are also substantial shareholders in BMW, like I said, um, and other large ger German companies, um, which, again, makes them one of not only the wealthiest families in the world, but the wealthiest family in Germany. So they're like the German Waltons. Right? Yeah. They're like the Waltons of Germany. They're just this rich, shitty family. I don't know if you can... I don't even know if there's a good analogy out there because I mean they're they have Nazi history. I mean, yeah, like the Waltons are bad, but the Waltons weren't like yeah. We didn't have Nazis here in America to make so, batteries. Yeah, I mean we didn't have Nazis here in America, but the Waltons effectively use well, slave labor right now. We kind of did, but <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, 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 but not all. You well, know, we what had saying, the American right? Nazi Party, but yeah, but they never got anywhere. Yeah, or did they? And, and the German American boy. And our boy, uh, uh, Pedley. Prescott Bush. God damn it. <laughs> or Peely. W William Dudley Peely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trailer Al Troy episode something before this one. That was Pele's real name, William? William Dudley yeah. Pele? Yeah. The soccer player? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, I, yeah, Ryan. You've been doing this podcast for yeah. two years. Yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Stop it. In, in, in 1992, a biographer, uh, uh, Rudiger uh, Jungbluth, uh, released a biography of the Quants called The Quants, Their Silent Rise to Germany's Most Powerful Economic Dynasty uh, that began to sort of like bring a lot of this family history to light. Um, in 1999, BMW became a founding member of the, the foundation of uh, the Remembrance Responsibility in Future, which was based on the compensation of former forced laborers. Um, and eventually what happens is a documentary film, the one I, I spoke about, The Silence of the Quants, is released by a German public broadcaster, ARD, in October of 2007, which talks about the role of the Quants in, in World War II in the Holocaust, and also how they profited from it. Um, at that time, you know, the family's political history was not well known, uh, but this film sort of like blows the lid off it and shows, you know, that the Quants had used forced labor and slave labor during World War II. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so five days after the showing of the documentary, four family members announced on the behalf of the entire family that they would begin a research project and have a historian examine the family's activities during um, the, the Nazi period. This independent study that they funded was 1,200 pages and was released in, in 2011 and concluded that the Quants uh, were linked inseparably with the crimes of the Nazis. Ah, I got them. Not that um, like, we didn't know, as know of, if as nothing of, will happen, but whatever, got them. As of 2008, though, uh, the family has given uh, no compensation, apology, or even a memorial at the site of one of their factories. Which, because remember, I mentioned that the factory, where, where the one Varda factory was, is still a Varda factory, that the survivors wanted to build a memorial on that land dedicated mm-hmm. to the survivors of the camp, which the land where the camp was can't be used anymore, like the original factory, because the land is so poisoned by it. Yeah. Like, there are signs outside of it that say, like, if you enter this, like, you, you risk your own life. You're probably going to die. <laughs> Don't uh, like uh, signs so, at the springs. So they had to build they had to build the memorial with public funds at another site in the city because they wouldn't let them build it on the land where the concentration camp used to be. Yeah, that's pretty. That's so gross. Um, and it's in a, the report, it's a bad look. It and, is. And in the report that was released in 2011, uh, BMW is not implicated because remember I said BMW was not owned by the Quants at that period. It was mainly their battery endeavors, right? In which they profited off of, right? Um, in March of 2016, which uh, which was the hundredth anniversary of the founding of BMW, um, BMW apologized for its wartime past um, and expressed uh, profound regret for supplying the Nazis with vehicles and using slave laborers. Um, Quote-unquote, under the National Socialist regime of the 1930s and 40s, BMW AG operated exclusively as a supplier to the German industry. Uh, As demand for BMW aero engines increased, forced laborers, convicts, and prisoners from concentration camps were recruited to uh, assist with the manufacturing them. Hmm. Um, And like I mentioned... Uh, Volkswagen was a bit ahead of the curve because in 1986, uh, uh, Volkswagen uh, commissioned a, a, a German historian who was like well known, um, Hans uh, Mommsen, uh, to write an independent history of the company, which he completed in 1996. Um, this corporate history, which is seen to be very transparent, 
um, and also particularly concerns the activities of the company during the Nazi period. Um, so they just sort of have this independent historian spend a decade compiling this history of the company that's very transparent and honest about what the company did. Um, in 1991, uh, Volkswagen provided 12 million German marks to support former forced laborers from various countries. Okay, Volkswagen doing the right thing. Um, a year later, the board committed to focusing efforts on financial support of Israeli institutions and also in aiding elderly survivors of the Holocaust. So they began investing in Israeli uh, companies and institutions and also in helping Holocaust survivors. Okay. And in 1998, they also reaffirmed their commitment to repara uh, reparations with additional aid to former forced laborers. Um, so this, um, and, and they also are noted for as well for, for sort of reaching out to non-Jewish victims of forced labor um, and the German occupation, um, because those are often overlooked in favor of those who were directly affected within the Holocaust, and they also make sure that those foreign laborers were also compensated uh, for the crimes that were committed against them. Okay, good God. You know what? That Every company that commits, like, horrendous fucking uh, atrocities against their workers should look as an example to what they should be doing. Um, and, and not only that, they're, they're sort of seen as being at the forefront of this program. And even in their own uh, company museum, um, they also have a very candid um, catalog and exhibition of their behavior during the Third Reich. So they don't they don't publicly hide from it either in their own sort of like institutions. I have a lot more respect for Volkswagen than I did before this episode. So, like, a lot of people talk about, like, Volkswagen being a Nazi car, which is true. It was founded during the Nazis. But they've gone a long way to get past that and sort of try to make up for it, which they can never really make up for it. But they're at least making some effort, unlike the Quants. You can't make and, up for it, but you can at least show it. You yeah. can demonstrate a change. And, for instance, uh, Sven was the one Quant. He's he's the son of uh, um, Herbert Quant that I mentioned. Um, he's the one that's like the the guy that just does the motor racing and is just like I don't owe, owe anyone anything and fucking loser. It's ridiculous that I should be tried for crimes that happened before I was born, even though I'm benefiting from this wealth. Is I just live a life of only taking part in um, motor races. How far should they go, though? I mean, and does I does feel every like does it, like so like just playing devil's advocate? Like, if he has children, do they have to apologize? Well, it's not a matter of everyone being beholden to apologizing. I mean, it just one apology, one right. One sort like of act you're saying of that they've just never made any concerted effort to apologize. They've never made any concerted effort, and they also claim, you know, that they that they don't have. Yeah, I just to. wanted to make that really clear because that's that's the thing with me. It's like you know, I, Volkswagen's done. They we we know. I've read about it. We know. They've done what they need to do. If they want to continue to apologize, they can do that. But they they don't owe us anything at this point, other than stop fudging the fucking environmental numbers. But uh, yeah, like if you've never apologized and you were ugh, you were just basically in the well, party taking advantage, and then you're just of like, no, you can't put a memorial on our fucking land. Then Fuck then off! Like, expect well, people to not be happy with you. What's, what's also the fact, too, that not only if they profited from it and, and refused to admit it, they also, like, they won't allow, like, anyone to even question them about it. Like, like during the documentary, like, they try to go to events where the family members will be at and interview them, and they just get, like, turned away by security. They can't film, you know, the offices. Even the outside of the offices, they're told to, like, that they have to leave. Sure. Like, it's, it's that level of, like, 
we're, we're not going to talk about Horrendous. this. And they also say, like, there, there's also an interview from um, Johanna, uh, Herbert's wife, where, where she essentially says, you know, that they're just like any other family, you know, that they're a very normal family, you know, like, which people like to do, like, like, you know, like, we're, we're just a normal family that's worth billions of dollars, you know, we, we do everything just like everybody else, you know, our days are just they're like just everybody They're just like a else. normal family where yeah. all their riches come from slave labor. The Quants, they're just like us. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. You know, I, I sleep well at night on my pile of money over a pile of, like, acid acid destroyed skeletons. They're like Woody Allen in that fucking meme where he's just wiping his fucking face with $100 bills in Zombieland. Just laying on the bed just wiping his wiping his tears with money. I think you mean I think you mean Woody Harrelson. Or Woody Harrelson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not Woody, Woody Harrelson. Allen. Christ. I'm sure, I'm sure you Woody got Allen a, you got a, movie. You gotta double tap the zombies. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure uh, known, known sex criminal Woody Allen is also sort of like Wiping his brow with hundred dollar bills. Oh and like, yeah, he's for like, sure. oh, I can't handle this heat between me and them talking about me and Sun Yi. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's a turd. Um. So on that note, that is the Quants, the richest family of Germany, and and sort of like the German Sackwars, but but possibly worse than the Sackwars because instead of selling a highly addictive painkiller and lying about it, they. They worked people to death to make their own fortune. They were Nazis. Welcome to history where everything ties back to the Nazis. Yeah. Jesus. Hey, I apologize because I was trying to find places to make jokes, but I didn't find any of that funny. Like, it's just fucked up to me. I did yeah, when they when they, when they started dying. I found that funny. Well, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like it's it's like <laughs> it's like funny. people who didn't get vaccinated that are dying. Like I I chuckle at that because I'm just done. I have no empathy for them anymore. None. For yeah. my for my birthday this year, I would like stories of anti-vaxxers dying of. COVID. I have I, I like I, I just, like them I, all on on TikTok. When I see it on Twitter, I like it. I don't retweet it or anything. I don't want to broadcast it, but like, it's very easy to find. I mean. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm just saying, for my birthday, I, that's all I want. I just take the Bill Burr take, where he's just like, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, fuck him. And he's like, if you ask me, he's like, not enough of yep. him. <gasps> it's going to get worse, too, man, because we're about to hit the holidays again, and the numbers are fucking yeah. definitely not accurate in Florida. Not only not only that, they have the Peruvian um, variant, the Bofa Lambier, the Bofa variant is coming yeah, up I've here. Heard that, and the, 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 shut the fuck the up. Bofa variant. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing compared to the Ligma variant. Dude, the Ligma variant is way worse, dude. Anyway, they, uh, yeah, no, it's it's bad. Like, apparently Advent Health uh, went back to green status, the hospital, and multiple what? multiple people from Advent Health responded. Like, people who work there in different Fuck areas. Off, green status. And they said that there's no fucking way that we should be at green no. status. Like, they're like, oh, no. yeah, we got these beds. I'm like, it's a political move. There's no way. Right. My my sister had to have a heart procedure done. Um, she she had a heart transplant when she was a baby, and she routinely has to go get her heart checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a procedure done, and at the hospital it was done at it was in Cope Black, and so um, both my parents were not able to stay with her, um, and it was a lot of like because my sister is disabled, um, so it's important that like one of the one of my parents like stays with her, right? Of course, also to keep her calm. Um, but like it was this whole thing of like because even though they weren't even in the place where there was COVID. Like, it was such strict, like, only one person could be there. Like, Jeez. my mom got in trouble at one point because the people told her it would be okay, but other people were like, 
they hadn't gotten the memo or whatever, mm-hmm. so they weren't like it's not okay and yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, and it's all because these people refuse to get vaccinated. It's literally yeah. directly demonstrably true that it's that they're not getting vaccinated. Like, there's no fucking argument about it anymore. It's it's absolutely absurd. Just can't yeah. believe it. It's it's gross. Anyway. There's not one vaccinated person in my local hospital's ICU. Every single person in that ICU is unvaccinated. Not one person in that ICU right now that has COVID is vaccinated. It's disgusting. <laughs> not one. Not a single solitary person. And there are double digits in the COVID ICU. It's like every single one it's of like, them is an unvaccinated person. It's like but, that. Hey, what are you? That's do? the evidence, right? And they and they're yep. still they're getting that evidence and they're just throwing it aside. That's how stupid they are. They're just throwing it it's aside. Publicly published stuff too. It's not even. We're hidden. not like they, making uh, it Lachua up. Alachua County publishes it on a weekly basis, so it's not even like uh, it's hidden. It's, in, it's right there in your face. You live up in against me territory. Mm-hmm. Lachua. Lachua. All right. All right. I'm gonna go drink away the f- how fucking depressing that is. Oh fuck! That's all I was gonna go do. Have some Topo Chico. <laughs> stuff it down. Stuff it down with brown. Like the good Irish boys that we are. <laughs> Yeah, stuff it down with brown, D'Andre. Alright. Push it down. No feelings, no feelings. Alright, later. Later. later.